Hey, Curtis. Hey, Oz. What movie are you bringing to the table to wrap up Wives' Choice Month? To wrap up Wives' Choice Part Duh. Duh. <laughs> we have Tenacious D <laughs> meets Full Metal Jacket plus The Nun <laughs> and the eighth inning of a Boston Red Sox game. <laughs> this week we're watching Saving Silverman. Fair enough. The Nun. The Nun. Not Sister Act 2. Not Sister Act 2. No, The Nun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome back, listeners and viewers, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, that kooky podcast you listen to where we talk about movies that satisfy a theme that we made up. (laughs) That's how it works. That is. I'm one of your hosts, Oz. I'm the other host, Curtis. And before we get going into Saving Silverman, which in no surprise <laughs> happens to be episode 69 uh <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> like quite, i was looking at it, quite like, fitting <laughs> very fitting for yes. for this film um we do want to give a shout out to patreon subscribers don s melissa l aaron a and mandy k thank you one and all for your repeated monthly patronage uh don s jumped up to uh tier two <gasps> wow this last week Throwing down yeah. the coin, Don S. That's right. So now we have three tier two bonus episode subscribers. Uh, and then Aaron A. So. <laughs> we'll get her there, Oz. We will. <laughs> so, but no, thank you again uh, for your other patrons. We really do enjoy uh, saying your name. It's, it's, it's very rhythmic. So, um, you know, with your Don S, Melissa L, Aaron A, and Mandy K. So, um, you know, but I'll figure out a new tune if we can roll in more more patrons. So, uh, but yeah, so Saving Silverman is your wife's choice for this. It is, uh, uh, which is funny because uh, Patreon subscriber Melissa L commented in last week's. Yes, uh, yes, she did. I saw that YouTube YouTube comments. <laughs> um, she says uh, two comments actually. Comment one was. Um, I want a t-shirt because <laughs> we'd, we'd mentioned swag. Yes. Yeah. We talked t-shirt. about swag and we're leaning towards tote bags, but we could probably yeah. be convinced to do t-shirts. Right. And then, uh, and then she also said, I thought February was romance movies, which I reminded her that, um, you know, that game night does feature a romance and, uh, you know, they meet and fall in love and get married and talk about babies um, and, and I reminded her that her two choices from last month uh, were vampires and spanking. So mm-hmm. there's romance <laughs> and, uh, in that too, my friend. <laughs> yeah, there is. There, there is. Romant- but it's like, I romantic thought it was, spanking. I, I thought it was romance, and I'm like, well, like What's... there's romance there. There's there's just as much romance in Game Night as there is in Saving Silverman. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Melissa L will disagree with you, but that is your feeling. Oh, I know right? she will. <laughs> that's fine that's fair enough so all right well it is your uh your wife's choice this month so Correct. i have the cast and yeah. it is it is a cast uh that, that, there is, <laughs> it is quite literally a cast <laughs> there is a cast uh we have our we have our main character jason biggs playing darren silverman jonathan <laughs> what, what, and a, what a hollywood brother 
what a Hollywood leading man, Jason Biggs. Yeah, Jason Biggs. <laughs> you know, to be fair, though, he is riding pretty high off of American Pie still. He was. So. This was just a couple years in the wake of, of American yeah. Pie. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's he's playing Darren Silverman, the, the titular the titular man-needing saving. Yes. Uh, and who's going <laughs> to save him? His two best friends, Wayne Lefissier, maybe? Sure. Uh, played by Steve Zahn, and uh, Jack, Black play, Jack Black playing J.D. McNugent. Um, these two are the highlight of the show for me. Yeah, uh, they are. They are fun together. Um, we I've said multiple times in the past, like a little bit of Jack Black goes a long way. Sure. But, um, but in a playground like this, you, you got to let Jack Black off the leash and just do his thing. Um, we have the the dual objects of affection of Mr. Darren Silverman, mm-hmm. uh, Judith Fessbegler, played by Amanda Peet, <laughs> and Sandy. Exactly. And Sandy Perkis played by Amanda Detmer. Uh, and then we got two fringe people that definitely need mentioning. We got um, Arlie Ermy himself playing their <laughs> high school football coach slash murderer, yep. Coach Norton. And uh, and really the the glue, the, the rug that ties the room together, uh, Neil Diamond playing Neil yep. Diamond. Because because when, when, when I when I think of a of a early two thousands <laughs> sex romp comedy, I think Arlie mm-hmm. Earl, Ermy and Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I think when when I think uh, you know relationship based movies, I think Arlie Ermy and Jack Black. So. Yes, <laughs> that that old romantic Arlie Ermy. Yeah. And then we do get a Kyle Gass cameo, just yes, just to do. tie into your tenacious D yeah. as the uh, as the bar magician. Yeah, um, that is that is also trying to pick up a, a Miss Judith Fessbegler. Judith, who's just a terrible person. Yes, she is. Yeah, doesn't do a whole lot for the mental health industry as well. No, especially <laughs> as she is like a psychologist and yeah. uses uh-huh. uses all of her schooling to to play her Venus flytrap games. Yeah, yeah, for her own means. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, so that is your cast of characters. Uh, we've got other random nuns and yes. football players and whatever, but uh, the rest is you, my, my friend. All right, well, that that's the cast. Uh, let's get mm-hmm. to the plot, the the the, the layered <laughs> onion peel right. plot right. of Saving right. Silverman, a the blo- inception of the comedy world. Yes, yeah, the the Bloomin' Onion. That was actually the name of this movie in Australia. Was Bloomin' Bloomin' Onion? onion. Bloomin' yeah, Onion. That yeah. makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, so we open on Wayne talking to the camera about me being at a Neil Diamond concert in 1972, and, and he was there in attendance in the womb. Yep. Uh, he intros his friends. We have uh, we have dumb JD, and we have romantic Darren. Uh, we see young Wayne getting beaten up by a girl. We get a little bit of their history together. Uh, in high school, Wayne was the third-string quarterback, JD was the mascot, and Darren was the cheerleader. Which I I do think kind of captures their characters in a oh, pretty yeah. good way. <laughs> Which is funny because it's like that means Uncle Rico was higher on the depth chart yeah. than, than Wayne was. <laughs> well, we put it would have put Wayne in, would have gone to state. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> with his with his full high school mustache. Which, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there are there are students that have full mustache. Yeah, there, but this there is are. like a full man. 
This is the full manly mustache. In high yes, <laughs> it's almost like he was in his early thirties when they when they shot. Possibly, yeah. I I would I don't think they I don't think they used CGI in nineteen ninety nine to go back and change it or two thousand one I should say. Sorry, this is a comedy of the aughts. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. We we get a little bit about Sandy, Darren's uh, first first love and first crush in the movie. Uh, we get some some words of wisdom from Coach Norton early in the movie as well. <laughs> right. These are words that I tell myself every day. Stay away from women. All they want from you is... I don't know if I should finish that line or not. But uh, is, is your man... Yeah. Yeah. Is your, yes. Is your manliness. Yes. So his, his two, his two feet pieces of, of advice are stay away from women and sportsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly reminds me reminds me of a lot of the basketball coach in Teen Wolf. Like he's got, <laughs> he's got kind of that same like laissez faire philosophy on life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but and then we cut to them grown up. Oz, the three of them are are all. I don't. It was it JD and Wayne live together. Um, yeah. And um, Jason Biggs is there all the time, anyways. Darren. Right, uh, they're, they're powered which is beers. great because they yeah. they have they haven't aged today since high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These three. <laughs> it's like the the film didn't even bother to to make them no young, not young. which no. which which is part of the comedy. It's yeah. like. They took the, they took the effort to film these quote unquote flashbacks, but yeah. yet nobody like no no one changes no, no like not we we saw we saw Ioni Sky's dad harden in a week, and Arlie Ermy <laughs> didn't like didn't get a single wrinkle in prison. Nope, jumping ahead a little, but anyway. <laughs> so JD's working his way up the ladder at Subway. Uh, Darren works at a nursing home doing activities uh, with the elderly residents. Uh, and Wayne, he's the entrepreneur of the group. Uh, he started yeah. his own pest rodent control company. Uh, then we get uh, kind of a scene that I think kind of summarizes this entire movie of him trying to coax a, a raccoon out and then he's attacked. And basically yeah. it's just 60 seconds of him running around in a backyard yes. while like pop punk plays with a raccoon stuck to his head. So which which is uh which it just shows how movie snobbish we can be because when Bruce Campbell did it in Evil Dead 2 we loved it. Oh, it was hilarious. Right, but then Steve Zahn does it we're like, "Okay, uh, let's go wrap it he's up." He's got a record on his head. <laughs> he's just doing it. He's just doing an Ash Williams. Oh, that's the, all. It's the old raccoon on the head bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've seen this. Which uh, yeah. we we should probably mention uh that Dennis Dennis Dugan directed this movie or Dennis yes. Duggan. Hacksaw Hacksaw's much older yeah. brother. <laughs> uh, Dennis. It's Dennis and Jim. <laughs> They were brothers back. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim and Dennis Duggan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he D- Dennis Duggan. To be fair, just to paint a picture for any of you who have not seen Saving Silverman, if you have seen Adam Sandler movies such as Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, or movies like The Benchwarmers, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You don't mess with the Zohan Grown Ups. Mm-hmm. Just go with it, Jack and Jill and Grown Ups too. You know who Dennis Duggan is. The He's op- a four-time Golden <laughs> Raspberry Award winner. <laughs> The omnipresent Dugan. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's probably about the apex of his of his comedy directing. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. Let's let's let Steve hold a raccoon and wrestle. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny, guys? Eh? Eh? Yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to go get a Subway sandwich. <laughs> right. <laughs> Product placement. You know, Although, what? now that I think it's, about it. I, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's now that we say that out loud, it's, it's, uh, he must have some kind of like, like backdoor deal with Subway because of the whole happy thing. Yeah. Well, that's probably what Jim did after he retired from professional wrestling. It's, Opened yeah, up he, a chain of Subway oh, stores. Oh, yeah. and... Lo- local franchisee of Subway. <laughs> I mean, probably just one Subway. A, a Subway. <laughs> yeah. He took all those two-by-fours, and that's what he made the counter out of. Right. That's what they serve it on, is yep. two-by-four tray, trays. Every time somebody orders a 12-inch meatball, you get a, oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's what they give back to him if their sandwich tastes good. <laughs> As they stick their tongue out to the side. I always liked Hacksaw. He was I fun. Did. He was a terrible wrestler, but he had a fun bit. Oh, yeah. 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 His, his Which really move... was no more than just yelling. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't his finishing move like a clothesline out of a three-point stance or something like that? That's all it was, yeah. yes. And it was not even like... It wasn't even like a, like a lariat clothesline. It was no. just... I'm going to run this into your middle chest yeah. <laughs> and knock you over. And then, and then, oh, yep. And then the USA chant, because yep. what I, what I think of, what I think of, of two by fours, I think of USA. Right. Home Depot. Yep. Back to saving Silverman. So all of our, <laughs> all of our characters, Wayne, JD, and Darren, they're all huge Neil Diamond fans. And they play in a, in a, a tribute not, not a cover, a tribute band, because they're all right. dressed as the character, called yeah. Diamonds in the Rough, which I th- is a clever name for a Neil Diamond. That is a clever band. name, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren is afraid he'll never find a woman. Uh, he never asked Sandy out before her family joined the circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were the pickle of poopalas. <laughs> oh, it's always a great episode when we get a pickle of poopala reference. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when we get a reference from the lesser of the of the Pee Wee movies? <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, I do. I like the movie. It's... What other Pee Wee? You know, this movie couldn't get Benicio del Toro in it. That's true. Big, big top Pee Wee did. They they did. They got Oscar winner Benicio del Toro and um, the we... uh, and the girl from Rain Man. Yes, yeah, Valerie Gogliano, something like that. I guess she was also from Hot Shots. Hot Shots, so yes. whatever. Hot Shots. <laughs> Uh, so our, our three leads, they're all kind of drinking their sorrows away at a bar. Uh, and Darren's like, I'm never going to find a woman. And he looks over and he sees Judith. Yeah. S- sitting who, walk, who walks into <laughs> to crazy towns, come a lady. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I, I was, I was, <laughs> but, I was butterfly, butterfly, yeah, butterfly, butterfly, <laughs> <laughs> human butterfly, sugar, baby. <laughs> Which, oh my God. Like, God, we, oh. Music was terrible. It was. Oh, yeah. That was not. Yeah. The, the late. Oh. The, like 99 to 01 was like the. Was like the dark ages of music. Like it was, but, you know, uh, you had your, um, your, your like, you're like frat boy alternative rock, like Limp Biscuit, the Limp Biscuits yeah. of the world and, you know, Stained and these like, like dark, gloomy, right. alt, like, like alt, Inc- alt metal bands. Yeah. And. It was a couple of years later is when, you know, like White Stripes really kind of broke through with right, strokes yeah. and, and, and where they got tired of we got when they got tired of that being popular music. Yeah. Everybody had a had a backwards red fitted cap. Oh man. <laughs> that was the dark ages of music. That was awful. Yeah. And it's like it was either that or 
one-hit wonders. Yeah. Of your crazy town, your OMC, you know, how <laughs> bizarre. And it's like, ding, oh, ding, it's just ding, ding, ding. terrible music. Terrible. But it's like some it's like sometimes with like teen girl fashions where you look at it, you're like, who but it's like if that's the only thing on the rack, if that's the only thing on the station, then you don't know what's good. Like, True. You did. Uh you you were kind of that deep diver into music, but unfortunately in, in mid state Illinois where there was <laughs> three working three working uh top forty channels, that's all we had. You got a lot of crazy town. Oh, I do have it on my Apple. Come, my baby. Yeah, I do have it in my Apple Music Library, though. So, whatever. So Darren goes over to hit on Judith, and she's just completely just just dismisses him. Like, like, just go go away. Um, well, because at first, at first, Wayne Wayne goes over. That's right. Wayne goes over to hit like to To hit talk him up. Darren, yes, that's right. And she's just like, no, go, go. Like, like she so, never, like she never breaks, like, <coughs> like she's reading a book in the middle of this bar. Like she never right. like makes eye contact. Her eyes never leave the pages of the book. Right. And then, and then Wayne goes and lies to, to Darren about it. It's, oh, she can't wait to meet you. <laughs> so he goes down all hopeful. Yeah. So he goes over and while he's there, uh, Kyle Gass, the, the, the bar magician, uh, yeah, because he he let he left his beer and walked away, and yeah, that's when Kyle Gass right. showed up with his with his separating ring trick. <laughs> and to to basically to run off Kyle Gass, she grabs I guess what is like the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, exactly. and grabs Darren and like this is my boyfriend. Leave right, and right. and and true love emerges from that scene. Go away, Kyle Gass. I prefer to be with Jason Biggs. <laughs> he he then orders a beer, and she makes him get a gin and tonic. Right. Yeah. And that, that right there is the start of, of, of a very healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six weeks later, they're celebrating their anniversary. He asks uh, if they could become more physically intimate. Well, to, and to, 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 to be fair, six weeks later, he's celebrating their, their anniversary. Yeah, that's true. She has no idea. It's even, it's even yeah. happened. <laughs> he, he, he's hoping that their relationship can become more intimate and it sort of does. Yeah, for her. Yeah, for for her and not for him. She there's no, no re- reciprocation, but she does hand him lotion and Kleenex though. So yeah, so because she doesn't want to be rude. Yeah, yeah, it would be because <laughs> that's what a healthy relationship looks right. like. Right. Yeah, one way streets. <laughs> so uh, Darren brings uh, Judith to Wayne and JD's. Hey, you got to meet my friends. It's been six oh. weeks. Uh, and speaking of terrible music from around that era, that I see you, baby, shaking that yeah. thing is, is playing as yeah. they, they as they pull up. <laughs> I I believe I also have that on my <laughs> music playlist. <laughs> I, I although I will say I will listen to that song any day of the week over uh, over Butterfly Crazy. by yeah, Crazy Town. Yeah. It's Gro- Groove Armada is That's the right. name of. Is catchy. It, it that fell into that subgenre of like. Hey, let's let's all try and sound like Fatboy Slim. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that sort of late the late nineties. Yeah, like, like electronic pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fatboy Slim. <laughs> I have a lot of Fatboy Slim on my Apple Music playlist as well. <laughs> Fully admitting that's not as terrible as the rest of it, but I can, Fatboy Slim's not bad. It's I drew it's, the line. I drew the line with Moby. 
I do like Moby, but he's a little too pretentious for for what I'm wanting to listen to on the way to school with the kids. <laughs> if an electronic artist could become overexposed, he he managed it. Moby, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He worked really hard to become overexposed. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, so as uh, Judith and Darren are walking in, uh, I think was it JD is telling Wayne, hey, if the nachos get stuck together, that's one nacho. <laughs> They're one nacho. <laughs> I was like being condescending yeah. about nacho and cheese. <laughs> which really, like, hey. which I think really defines JD. Oh right yeah, there. it's like, like idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they're stuck together, it's one nacho. Yeah. <laughs> we find out Judith is a psychologist because of yeah. course... Uh, and Wayne says he's in a related field, you know, rodent pest control. They're both, they're both helping people. That's yeah, we help people. <laughs> we see early on Wayne very subtly trying to connect with Judith here. Um, Judith makes Darren leave because, was it like they spilled? She got... No, he, yeah, he, like, uh, JD was offering up her, his recliner chair. That's right. And it, uh. And it and it did the old uh, Sweet Home Alabama like broken spring throw you out of the chair backwards mm-hmm. trick, but then spilled like look like marinara sauce all yeah. over, <laughs> you know, because they're eating nachos. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was probably salsa, but still, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it probably if it was JD, it probably was marinara because was that, that would have been the clo- it was in the front of the shelf. <laughs> Why well, yeah. well, put forth the effort to reach to the back to get the salsa? Right. The we're just having right it. We're just having Italian nachos. For yeah, there lunch. you go. <laughs> it's like your Tostito scoops and prego. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's interracial nachos. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so she's like, we're because le- she's just she's got food all over. And- yeah, and she just she demands that, <laughs> that they leave. She demands but- that. Go ahead. I just love it because after she gets up and she's like covered in food and her hair is the best or whatever. And JD's like, oh, I got it. It was the lug nut. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like he's, he could care less about what happened to her. He's just wanting to make sure he could fix the chair yeah. so that she could try again. Yeah. Like he's, well, being a, he's, he's being try, a gracious he's, host. He's in his own JD way. He's trying to accommodate her. Right. <laughs> I found it. It was the lug nut. <laughs> it was the lug nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, so Judith tells Darren, like, you can never see them again, and you're quitting the right. band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, he's like, okay, because, well, he tries to fight back at first. Yeah. He's just like, those are my friends. And she's like, do you want me to take away the only relationship piece that we have and your and your lotion and Kleenex privileges? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I guess not. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, what oh a, man. What a, what a putz. Yeah. So JD and Wayne, they they go to confront Judith because they recognize what's happening to Darren, and that he's just in this incredibly toxic relationship. And so they yeah. go to her office. Uh, they they tell Judith that, um, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna take him away from you. And she says, "I own him. I'm in complete control. He's my puppet." Uh, Judith then beats Wayne in an arm wrestling contest. Because yeah. <laughs> because it's a Dennis Dugan movie. Yeah, and that that's how we solve problems and yep. you know, come to consensus is with an arm wrestling right. contest. Although, Just to prove that she's she's manlier than you are, Wayne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I I don't did you watch the the directors or unrated cut? It was yeah, it was the R rated cut. Yeah, because okay. I noticed I noticed uh, Plex had it as a PG thirteen rating. Okay. <laughs> and, and but but I was but I don't think they knew I was watching the like 
R or unrated. Okay. One. I was like, oh yeah, no, this is yeah. not a PG thirteen. Yeah, because because then there's the little <laughs> scene where they they try to. Uh, they try to trick Judith into thinking yeah. that Darren, Darren's been out hanging around with prostitutes. Right. Yeah, that was that was the real tipping point for me where I'm like, this is not a PG-13 film. No. I no. think they've dropped one F-bomb by this point, but of course you're allotted to in a PG-13. Yeah, yeah you get rid of one, uh, as long as it's yeah. not used as a verb. Right. But uh, uh, no, this this scene here, there was no hiding it. No, well, yeah, there was a couple of things out there, on display there. Uh, yeah. And not well, the only perk. Not the only perkus in the movie. There you go. While, while playing ping pong too, which yeah. <laughs> Again, Those Dennis poor Dug- actresses. Dennis, Dennis Dugan movie. All right. That's uh, probably Jim's idea. Darren tells Wayne and, and JD that Judith proposed to him, but he's taking her last name. Uh, <laughs> Which again, there's nothing wrong with that. No, however, not, but it, in this yeah. context, she clearly yeah. it told him this is what you're yeah. doing, right. and his tail went between his legs. And okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, JD and Wayne show up at the engagement party. They pick a fight with Darren's new friends. Right. <laughs> See you later, replacement friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so they decide. We have no choice. We have to kidnap Judith and right. then set Darren up with Sandy, who recently came back to town. Yeah, because they had they gone to see Coach Norton in prison. Is that yet? Did he give her the give him the uh, idea? I don't. I'm looking at my notes. I I don't remember. I mean, at some point, I don't remember if they. No, they kidnapped her first. Because then they went to him and asked, what do we do with her? And he's like, you kill her. Yeah, you kill her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I don't feel bad about telling this movie out of order because it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. And so um, they, uh, they they break into Judith's house. Uh, she, for, she, she like kicks Wayne as he's trying to shoot her with a tranquilizer dart and he shoots right. himself. Uh, she gives JD a swirly. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's it's pretty <laughs> dumb, but essentially they kidnap Judith. Uh, they chain her up in the garage. Yeah, um, <laughs> like chain her to like an engine block. Yeah. <laughs> uh, w- Wayne meets up with Sandy. She says she's going to become a nun. Um, there's a little in, in like in like in like a few days. Yeah, like. because that's that's how that works. Yeah, there's no there's no pause button on that. Like, nope. Going to become a nun. Uh, there's a little sequence. She's had some tragedy in her life, Sandy. She uh, yeah. she she dropped her her lover in the circus. They were doing some yeah. crazy trapeze act, and he filled his doom. Yeah, he was too he was too greased up on his his hair gel on his hands. <laughs> and so, um, Darren is processing with JD, like you know, because she's been gone for a while, and like she left no word to Darren. But Darren says, as long as as long as I think she's alive, I'm never going to give up. So to to JD, that means they need to fake her death. So they yeah. dig up a dead woman, put her in Judith's car, and push shit off a cliff. <laughs> and that was the majority of the budget, right there. Right there, yes. Um, Judith, do you think when yeah. when they do that in movies? Because they do that a lot, you yeah. know. When the car do, goes off the cliff, yeah. Do they just, they don't leave the car there, do they? I mean, 
somebody's has to go clean up the wreckage. I think that it's all the same pit. <laughs> like, oh, we, we, we're shooting a movie. We got a, we got a car going off a cliff. Just go to the old, <laughs> go to the old car cliff. <laughs> it's like you think about it, like. Uh... You know, Lloyd Kaufman was more responsible with just reusing the same car crash yeah. <laughs> clip in all of his movies. He was far more responsible because he only he only then did the damage to one vehicle yeah. as opposed to the multi multi vehicles that have been that Hollywood is taking care well, of. Well eventually Hol- co- Yeah. Go ahead. So eventually Hollywood's going to they're not gonna be able to do the car off the cliff anymore because once those cars stack up to the that's, to, that's meet the, to meet the cliff face then you know, it's like there goes that like, yeah <laughs> it's like the it's like you know behind behind the the tt and uh <laughs> and, and and um from dust till dawn like all those semi trucks exactly <laughs> exactly it's yeah it's, we only got one cliff folks once it's full <laughs> it's full you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start writing so, something else there it's up on the Hollywood Hills. Yep. <laughs> Once I like to think. Yeah, I like to think that they don't clean up the wreckage. That they, they, they just, just leave, leave all those wrecked cars laying at the bottom. Well, I'm sure they drained all the fluids from it as well. So it's probably how the, all the forest fires start in California each year. Is some production throws a flaming car off a cliff and just lets it go. There it goes. That's a wrap. <laughs> Smokey the Bear says, "Don't leave your burning car at the bottom of a pit." Yeah, that that's I think we figured it out. Hollywood, put your cars out and then clean up the wreckage. It'll save the forest industry in California. The more you know. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Exactly. <laughs> so Judith figures out it's JD and Wayne, and then they go. Then right. yeah, okay, I got in the notes here. Then they go visit Coach Norton in prison. Uh, there is the little scene. The reason why he's in prison, Oz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he got mad during a football game. He was coaching. Uh, took the uh, the the down marker, which of yeah. course must have had a spear tip end to it. Oh, they do. They did back in the early aughts, mm-hmm. and chucked it into the ref. So yeah, who the ref who was played by Dennis Duggan? There you go. We've come full circle. Yeah. He, he so immediate... even he didn't enjoy. He even wanted to die on the set. Of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so he he immediately suggests, "Well, you just got to kill her. <laughs> just kill. Like just so nonchalant. Well, you got to kill her." Uh-huh. <laughs> we get another little music sequence here, where uh, Darren is lighting candles to a shrine made to Judith. While show me the meaning of oh, yeah. being lonely. Which boy band was that? Was that Backstreet? I think that was, was Backstreet. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that was Backstreet. The superior of the late '90s boy bands, in my opinion, I'll take Backstreet Boys over In Sync. My sister was a huge In Sync fan; like she was a big New Kids fan as a child, and mm-hmm. then evolved into an In Sync fan. So, uh, I just I had a one sided like sure. presentation to the music. So, but yeah, I do enjoy the Backstreet's Back music video better than any of the others, though, mm-hmm. where they're like. Where they go to the like the castle and they're all in their Halloween costumes. That was a pretty sweet video. Yep, nothing beats late '90s boy band oh, video. God, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm starting to understand why people just tuned in to to WHEN radio to listen to us. I know because they, they, they on, on the on the slideshow of the news because like, it's better than a music video. Yeah, it's it's Lip Biscuit and In Sync or Oz and Curtis. <laughs> At least we can listen to Hulk Hogan and Joey Lawrence. Yeah. 
hit like and subscribe if you if you get the references <laughs> we're, we're making right now. Yeah, or or if you ever want a twelve inch burrito, yes, from us, the old football shaped yeah, burrito, football burrito. <laughs> so uh, Wayne convinces Darren to uh, to go on a date with Sandy. She shows up to the date in her full nun habit. right because that's what one does well you're about to be a nun it's like dress rehearsal yeah she you didn't want to give mixed messages that you might be up for more (laughs) she consoles darren though by singing neil diamond just oh yeah further giving the impression that these two are really meant to be together yeah yeah because they like the same music like that should be the basis for any relationship Uh who's your favorite band neil mine too let's get married (laughs) corn We'll work out the rest, Corn. Corn. Creed. Creed. <laughs> Creed. <laughs> Another late 90s, early yeah. aughts. Yeah. Could, oh. could, could, you wear, could you just wear an A-frame shirt for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 1999 to 2001 just needs to, like, just go away. Just, right. just, be, just yeah. disappear from the record books. Like, uh, we were required. You and I were required to play a full hour of yep. Top 40 Hits to where songs like Do You Believe in Love by Cher was constantly being yep. played on our radio show. And we it was hated like it. And, and during that block it's like oh thank goodness we get to play Miami by Will Smith next <laughs> to break up the monotony of awful songs. Woo, <laughs> Miami'll break that band right there. <laughs> and it's like, you know, in hindsight I I don't recall there ever being a certain number of top 40 songs we had to play in that hour. Mm-hmm. I just remember it was your first hour had to be top 40. Be top 40. Why, I don't know why we didn't just play a song and then talk through the rest of the hour. <laughs> we really could have been ahead of this podcast thing. Yeah, there you go. The first live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> on on dorm room radio at Western Illinois yeah. University. <laughs> with, uh, with the, what were the, like the micro CD, what, what did you have that? Mini discs. That, mini discs. The yeah. Sony player full of sound effects that we would play. Yep. In in between when I was uh, when I was scratching disco, disco duck, duck on, the, yep. on the turntable, uh, yep, on the, the the turntable we had there, disco duck, yeah. yeah. We had listeners. We did. We had we had a we, we had a, we had a we, cult following. We arguably had more listeners on that isolated channel three show yeah. than we than we have now. <laughs> well, it shows our waning popularity, Oz. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We will. So back in JD and Wayne's garage at Saving Silverman, uh, Judith yeah. now because she's a psychologist, Oz, she's gotten inside yeah. JD's feeble mind, and she basically, which is she, to be fair, there's a lot of room up there. Yeah. So. <laughs> in, in she between, didn't have to wedge her way in yeah. like a birthday party in an elevator. <laughs> in between the nachos <laughs> stuck together that make one nacho. and the lug nuts. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and basic yeah basic yeah. recliner repair. <laughs> so. Judith convinces JD that he's either convinces him or helps him realize, depending on perspective, that he's gay. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have a problem with this or not. I <laughs> because it it's depends like, on, on whether one, she convinced him or allowed him to open up. Like, yes. Like on one hand, I'm happy that he's 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 realized who he is and he's now right. able to lead a happier, more fulfilled life. However, it's also played for a punchline. Yeah, so it's like, right. eh. yeah, <laughs> because in two thousand one, it wasn't, it, yeah, acceptable. Yeah, 
like on one hand, I mean, I guess they they are bring. I won't say bringing it to the forefront because it's not like this movie, you know, was a tentpole film or anything. Yeah. But you know, they they have an openly gay character whose friends are fine with it. Like yeah. they don't care. Like they, you know, so like that's still a positive message yeah. to send. Well, and but it's, yeah, they, yeah, they, they don't they don't react negatively to it. In fact, no, I think Wayne no, no, even no. says like, "You want to be gay? Fine." Yeah. Right. You know, he doesn't care. Um, but with everything that they've shown us about Judith up to this point, just how just how monstrous she is, like, it really does play it off that she probably did more to convince him that's what it is, which means to a person like her that it's a negative. Yeah. Like, nope. That's bad. Uh, she, she tries to escape. She knocks out JD with a lamp, but uh, Wayne gets the drop on her and tranks her in front of a police station. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chasing her through town. Meanwhile, Sandy is lifting weights with the nuns. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. Because that's what the nuns do, is they lift free weights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and basically, she admits she's having thoughts about sex, and the lead nun is like, go, go to him. Yeah. Uh... Wayne chains up Judith, and they're just screaming at each other. Um, I'm looking at some of my notes, and I think I'm going to skip a couple other scenes that happen here. Um, Darren goes on another date with Sandy, and he keeps mentioning Judith, so Wayne puts electrodes on him. Uh, yeah. Eventually, uh, it starts sparking, and uh, it sets a fire to the bar that they're in, which... I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. It, it just like... is. Uh, Darren then runs 30 miles to catch up with Sandy. <laughs> he says he loves yeah. her and they kiss, so they're together. Yay, cool. Yeah. Back at back at Wayne and JD's, he got Judith Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> he did. It looked good. That's probably and, the best Arby's yeah, he's ever looked. Another, another product placement. Um, yeah. <laughs> So and then they and then Wayne and Judah start talking like why Darren, like she says that like you know like like you should be with an assertive guy, and she says no 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 more assertive guys my last love died in an underground kickboxing tournament in Thailand. Oh that's right I forgot about that little yeah. dumb scene and and then we get the cut too of her lover dying yeah. in an underground kickboxing tournament in Thailand, which is two weeks in a row where we've uncovered an underground fight club in a film. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> Maybe that should have been the theme of the month. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could have thrown the jerk in there, too, with their yeah. cat juggling, under, underground cat juggling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Judith, you know, and I guess this explains her character's motivations. So she's like, I, I've decided that, you know, I'm not going to follow my heart. You know, love is meant to be cold and rational. Uh, she then begins seducing Wayne as Arby sauce strips on her chest. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so, it's it's so gross. It's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they start um, they start making out and and more, and then the doorbell rings, uh, breaking them breaking them up. Uh, he's already uh, partially unlocked her, and she lifted the keys. So yeah, because she he, she needed one hand. Yeah, that's all she <laughs> yeah, needed. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah. So, coach, it's coach. He's there now. Hey, I got <laughs> I got a retrial. I need a place to crash. Uh, right. he, he then goes and poops in the lawn. Yeah. Because, because. yeah, because that's what they do now. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that's what they did then. I don't think they do it now. <laughs> so they they tell Coach that they ate Judith, but he sees that she's. <laughs> What'd you ever do about that girl? We uh, we, we ate her. We ate her. <laughs> <laughs> but he sees that she's alive, and then we get a fight scene between Judith and Coach Norton. Coach, yeah. <laughs> uh, she escapes. She ends up back at, uh, at Darren's while Darren and a bra-clad Sandy are making out. Judith exaggerates what J.D. and, and Wayne did to her. Uh, and she convinces him that, like, you know, you, you pledged your love to me. And Sandy leaves. Yeah. Like, Sa- <laughs> Sandy was really on the fence about being a nun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she went from, I'm going to plead chastity for the remainder of my days, to... Oh, you like me? Well, I'm gonna take my shirt off now. Yeah. <laughs> All in the span of like 48 hours. Yep. So I don't think she's real convinced. No, no, I would say not. Although, again, you do have those free weights, so I mean that's that's a perfect, well, that's of, true. Of, I mean, free <laughs> free gym membership. So, <laughs> so uh, they end up in jail. Wayne and JD yeah. are in jail. Coach uh, breaks them out by by backing the pest control truck through the jail wall luckily he knew which cell they were in. yes <laughs> that's always a plus in movies like this <laughs> yeah i just just pick a wall and just back through it oh there they are Whew, that was close jd and wayne we we yeah. okay yeah. to be fair we assume we assume that it was the first wall he bust through <laughs> i guess yeah there, it, it could have happened to him. <laughs> he just he just he just kept busting through until he got right. To the right to the right one. right he just did it quickly before they stopped him <laughs> so jd and wayne go to the convent they convince sandy to not become a nun okay again yep and then oz they kidnap someone else they kidnap yeah. the one and only neil diamond neil diamond uh-huh he says that jd <gasps> he recognized jd as the guy who sent him naked pictures as well yeah <laughs> with the restraining order yeah were you about I, to say something else we... that, yeah I was just saying, t- to be fair, like, good for Neil, because clearly, I won't go as far to say he's a punchline in this joke, but he's kind of, in this movie, but, like, it it's that obscureness of the yeah. humor of, like, hey, they're Neil Diamond fans, isn't that funny? And yeah. then to actually get Neil Diamond to be on board with it, I think yeah. it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, good good for Neil to be, you know, to be in on the joke enough to be like, whatever. <laughs> so, they... It, it, honestly, this movie probably exposed more people to Neil than just... Yeah, I would say it, was, out, it helped his career. You know, you kind of have the same effect as, like, what happened, you know, like, Wayne Newton in Vegas Vacation. Like, yeah. if, you, if, if you were going to know who Wayne Newton was, you probably already knew. So, same here. If you already knew who Neil Diamond was, you weren't watching this movie anyway. <laughs> so, they, they quickly convince Neil Diamond to help them, which he does, despite the fact that they just kidnapped him. Because he um, believes in true love. We then cut to, uh, for for my money, uh, the the best scene in this whole movie. So it's the wedding scene. Judith and Darren yeah. are about to get married, and it's at some big like country club resort or something like that. Right. They threw and, this together in a hurry. Yeah, they did. And uh, and Neil Neil's there. He starts singing, and uh, he objects to the wedding. Sandy runs up, starts singing along with Neil. She's dressed in the prostitute clothes from earlier. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because that was the only clothes they had to give her. So she's dressed as a prostitute. Which, we, which means, did those prostitutes go home naked then? 
Like yeah. they showed up in clothes and then they no longer have their clothes. So I mean, yeah. after the after I mean, the ping pong game, <laughs> I mean they have the ping pong paddles, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that's true. Although it'd be hard to hold three. <laughs> yeah, PG podcast. We'll <laughs> Judith tells Darren to say I do, and he says no. Sandy is his someone, his one and only. And then and then he runs to her. And then Judith, what about me? Who's my someone? And then Wayne, Wayne shows up <laughs> in the same place that Sandy was, starts singing along yeah. to the Neil Diamond song. <laughs> this was a fun little this, scene. Yeah, this this was by far the funniest mo- uh, point in the whole movie. Well, uh, it's about the only time in the movie where really everybody's been in a scene together. That's true. That's true, yeah. And so they, they bring all of this, like, A-level comedy talent all into one showcase <laughs> the, the here. The Dennis to wrap a, it all up. A-level comedy talent. <laughs> the Amanda Pete, the Amanda uh, yes. Pete hierarchy of comedy. <laughs> and so she runs to Wayne down the aisle, you know, or up the aisle, I should say, and and you think that they're going to embrace, and on her way she grabs an empty folding chair and just breaks it over <laughs> his back. <laughs> right. Knocks a tooth out. Yeah. <laughs> she just spits it out and yeah or, or yeah which yeah he hits her and oh she, yeah she yeah. just spits it out you know like nothing and they yeah. both they both punch each other and he just starts yelling at her admit it i'm the assertive man that you need and you're the hardcore something that i've <laughs> yeah. always dreamed of and then they kiss each other while judith yeah. is still choking wayne <laughs> Right. It's like that raccoon scene all over again. Yeah, exactly. JD carries a coach. Turns out coach is also gay and yeah. they, and they all get married at a Neil Diamond concert and it and it plays them out to the credits as. There you go. <laughs> and that my friend is 2001's <laughs> Saving Silverman, courtesy of Patreon subscriber Melissa L. So, that's right. If we're going to wrap up Wives Choice Month, there's no better way than with Saving Silverman. Uh-huh. So at this point in the show, folks, Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film in question, in this case, the comedy classic Saving Silverman. Oz, how would you rate this movie? Eh, I'm going to give this one five and a half sequin shirts. Okay, that works. <laughs> how about you? I'm going to give it, I, I have a soft spot for this really dumb movie. I, I, I do too, but I that, having a soft spot for it doesn't mean I'm going to say it's a good one. Correct, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to give it, uh, let's go with 66 Diamonds in the Rough. There you go. Mm-hmm. Next up, folks, we've got Outside Insights, where Oz and I have scoured the interwebs looking for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bones, and we hope that they tickle yours as well. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? Um, I have a five-star review. Uh, five? Left out, Jan- of fi- out of five? Out of five. Ooh. Five out of five. Left uh, on January 14th of this year by Brandon. Brandon. Uh, he says, oh yeah, you know the moment you recognize you're watching a masterpiece. <laughs> a masterpiece. But, but, but he also doesn't, he doesn't allude to what the moment is. He doesn't say what is. the moment is. Yeah. <laughs> you know the moment. You'll know, you know. You'll, you'll know what it is. You'll know exactly what it is. Oh uh, yeah, five stars. So, uh, <laughs> thanks, I, for, thanks for your insight, Brandon. Yeah, I, 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 I may want to comment on his 
Because you could comment and be like, what moment am I looking for? Uh-huh. Just so I know. Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know oh, the yeah. moment. You know it. And you, and you could just see his head, his, his oh, head yeah. bobbing up. You know it. You know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl, you know it. Girl, so. you know it's true. <laughs> All right. What's your outside insight? Well, as you and I talked about pre-show... Uh, I, I found several, and they're all very short, so I'm going to rattle off the first couple of them it. here. And I'll say, I struggled to find one for game night last week, but but these were, they were just right there for the taking. They're all from the Internet Movie Database, and they're all 10 out of 10 reviews. <laughs> all right, this is a perfect movie to these people. Yes. These are, this is Brandon's kind of crowd. Yeah, so, Saturnfly says, if it weren't so late with people sleeping in the next room, I surely would have peed my pants from laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> If there weren't people next room, next in the next right. room over, I would have peed my pants. But they yeah. were there. So. Thankfully, they were there. They so were, I got up went to the Otherwise, I would have peed my pants. <laughs> but because they were there, I paused. Uh, yes, because yeah. I'm a real, I'm a real loud peer. <laughs> Especially if it's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my pants my pants are made of cake pants by the way it's real loud aluminum just, that's a loud stream we hear them like we hear them like like weak stream but yeah <laughs> loud mine's, stream. My, mine's real ropey a real ropey stream <laughs> right, the next one uh another 10 out of 10 from manos hey the century just started oh. this was in 2001 so this is right after it came out Hey, The Century just started. I'll say it's the funniest movie, The Century, because so far it is. I haven't laughed so hard since 1995's The Nutty Professor. (laughs) (laughs) Manos knows funny. (laughs) I see Manos after this film, like, licking his pen and writing in his journal. Funniest movie since 1995's Nutty Professor. And, and he's furiously scribbling because he has to get his thoughts out. This movie was so funny, I gotta get these down right away. Oh, I'll go I'll go to IMDb tomorrow morning, but right now I gotta get my thoughts out. Uh, the next one comes from Jeremedia, also from 2001. Jack Black, what a man. Great pacing, great comic acting. This was a pleasure to watch. There are no fart jokes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah, this is great. Well, movie, we, Jack, we, like no fart jokes. Yeah, we we stepped over that low hanging fruit and we elevated our comedy. <laughs> this is elevated comedy. Yep. Oh, oh my! And my last one comes from um, G. S. Worth. This movie is hilarious. A great cameo <laughs> from the from the second head at the D. Kyle Gass. Clutch. <laughs> it, was, it was clutch. Movie could have fallen apart, but nope, he held it together. Zod is great. Jack Black has the performance gear on overdrive, and Jason Biggs is just Jason Biggs. The blonde chick is hot. The one from the whole nine yards is annoying. Trust me, you want a great way to spend 90 minutes on the couch? Rip back and enjoy. <laughs> Clutch. Clutch. <laughs> Man, that is written like somebody. It was written from 2001. There's no doubt yep. about it. 
Yeah, that is that that is all over two thousand one. Yes. Oh. Oh my. The treasure Flesh. trove of uh, yeah. of outside insights for saving Silverman. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, would you have? Three, I, had, four, I had four. I had four, four there. I had four. Nice. Yeah. Nice. This quattro pack, real clutch. <laughs> clutch. I would have peed my pants if there wasn't somebody in the next room. <laughs> I haven't seen a movie this funny since '95. Nutty Professor. No fart jokes. <laughs> oh, and folks, as as tears are starting to stream down my face, that brings oh, us my. to our signature segment, the one you've all been waiting for: the three, two, one, at which Oz and I each share. <laughs> Three goods, two bads, and one, huh? About the film in question. In this case, 2001's Dennis Dugan classic, Saving Silverman. Oz, what are your three goods? Oh, my first good is, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Um, Steve Zahn and Jack Black saves this movie. Oh, God, They save yeah. Saving Silverman. Like, yes. And so they play, uh, and, and they just play such good dummies. Like, yeah. convincing that, I mean... You just they they relish in that role. Like yeah. Steve Zahn had a very similar role in that thing you do, where he's just kind of the just the real laid back, easygoing dummy, uh, and it works. Um, so that's my first good. Because again, I I I could tolerate some Jack Black, and and this movie was like the right amounts per scene and the right type of Jack Black. Like mm-hmm. I was okay with it. My second good is the fact that um, that just zany comedies like this can get made um you know and dennis dennis dugan has made a career out of quote-unquote dumb comedies Mm -hmm. like some of them had some heart don't get me wrong uh you know like happy gilmore is a fun movie you know and and there's a fun message behind it some of those other ones in there aren't they aren't terrible um you know but but just like this is just insane and just insanity like wall-to-wall insanity you just see a you know, the two writers of the movie, you see them sitting together, writing the script, just coming up with just kind of one up at each other on what the next goofy scene is going to be. And then my third um, is, is, is to go along with Steve Zahn and Jack Black. Uh, if this movie didn't have that slapstick physical action, mm-hmm. it would have also been lacking because every virtually everything that's funny in this movie is is physical. Yeah, uh, there are some there are some little nuggets that are dropped that are comical, like the like the you know the nacho joke yeah. and the the lug nut, you know. Like but those that. are just Jack Black. Those are just Jack Black's pronunciation type stuff. Yeah. But really, like you know, the slapstick is what pushes it over the edge to not take this movie too seriously. Because let's not kid ourselves. I'll get a, I'll get to it in the bed as well. There are people that are in relationships like this. Yes. Um, yeah. And and watching a movie like this. Without that humor, like it's not a comedy; it's a horror film because yeah. <laughs> that's that eye-opening moment where they're like, "This is my relationship." So uh, the slapstick physical action, uh, you know, added to it and took some of the added some of the fun because of the because of the people that are doing it. Mm-hmm. So those are my three goods. How about you? Uh, my first good. Uh, I'm I'm gonna. I can go on a limb here. Uh, I'm just going to say my first good is Patreon subscriber Melissa L. suggesting this. This gave us a chance <laughs> to revisit this incredibly dumb movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That does, that that in parts, it, it will, will have some bads here in a moment. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah. but is for the most part a har- just a harmless, stupid film. And it is. It's, it's endearing. Like, yes. You just... 
Yeah, and you can't yeah, fun watching. Yeah, and and again, the, all the like the the good characters, you know, Wayne and JD and and Darren, they're all reasonably like good guys. Like they're dumb, yeah. but yeah. but you know they're harmless. So right. Uh, my my second good is um, <laughs> it, I don't even remember where it is in the movie, but at one point Steve Zahn gets kicked in the groin. Uh-huh. And it's the funniest reaction to being kicked in the groin I've, I recall seeing <laughs> yeah. in a movie. I, I think it's Judith that does it, and she just no, she is. just punts him in the groin, and he just gets his eyes just get wide, and instead of like oh, he just he just screams ah! <laughs> yeah, it, it's like he was in the car that got pushed off the cliff. It's like, it's, it's like yeah. he screams like he's falling to his death, yeah. as opposed to his, someone. <laughs> his reaction is to impending doom. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 not it's not the like oh like oh my my genitals yeah. oh my you know you know what but like it's just, he just he just screams and he just lets it out and it, I don't know what it is. There's something about that five seconds in this movie that just yeah. It's just Steve Zod being funny. Uh, and then my last good is, and I mentioned it before, but just the the wedding aisle scene. Yeah. Sandy runs in and gets Darren, and then it looks like they're going to repeat it with Wayne and Judith, and then she just right. clocks him with a chair <laughs> as she's right. running down the aisle. So that that scene uh, always tickles my funny bones. So yeah, those are my three goods, Oz. What are your, yeah. two, what are your two bads? Uh, J- Judith's portrayal, she's just a terrible person. Oh, yeah. And a terrible... I mean, a- I had terrible girlfriend down, but no, she's just a terrible person. She is, yeah. Because not only is she awful to Darren, but she's also awful to Wayne and JD. And and I, and I it's... I don't want to call her flawed, because I don't think that's fair. I just think that that's the way that she has been hardened with her personality because clearly the relationship she has with Wayne is also not a healthy one. Um, you know, where you're just aggressive and angry at yeah. each other all the time. Uh, and, but, uh, so that's my first one. And, and Amanda Pete did a good job in the role of just playing this cold, you know, whatever yeah. Wayne described her as. Uh, and so that's my first bad is she just, this is, you know, uh, without Sandy Perkins there to save it, this is a terrible romance movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and my second, as much as I do like the camaraderie of the of the friends, uh, Wayne, JD, and Darren, the um, the and I'm going to use a phrase from that era, the uh, the bros before hoes message yeah. of is is a little bit much of like. We're not even going to try to negotiate how this can be a compromise. We're just going to kidnap you yeah. and eliminate you from the equation because because you said our friend can't be our friend anymore. So it's like in that in that end, like they aren't any better than she is in how they're handling Darren. Um, and so that was I, I put that in my bad category. I love the fact that they're good friends because yes. they are good people, but the way they handled that message of the the bros before was a little. Sure. Uh, a little extreme, but I mean, it was supposed to be extreme for the comedy, but yeah. you kidnapped, you kidnapped a woman and lied to your best friend about it. So it's like reverse catfishing. <laughs> so that's my two bads. What about you? Uh, my two bads. Uh, we mentioned this one before as well, but like, and I'm glad Hollywood has stopped this, but like using like homosexuality as a punchline. 
Like, oh, yes. he, he's gay. Oh, <laughs> that explains it. Like, okay. You know, like, it's like, again, Hollywood has moved away from it, but again, this is a relic of the era. Yeah. Yes. Dennis Dugan, do better. Right. Uh, and then the other one. Which, which, uh-huh. yeah, which I don't, I don't know if you could say he did, because it's like later on he made I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, uh-huh. where the whole movie is, we're straight men that need to pretend to be gay for health insurance. Like, I don't know. I, yep. And I guess, I guess maybe in his mind, he's like, if I just keep making movies that the with homosexual through lines, but put them in front of people who are anti-gay, maybe this is a way I can get the message across to them that it's okay. This this is how I can access the audience that needs <laughs> that needs right, to be more yeah. informed. <laughs> it's like maybe maybe he's the hero we didn't know we need. Thank you, Dennis Dugan. Yeah, hacksaw Dennis Dugan, <laughs> bone saw Dennis Dugan. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were a tag team back in the day, the Saw Brothers. Yeah. That's right, <laughs> hack and bone, <laughs> hack and bone. Uh, my other bad is that there is always music playing in this movie. Yeah, and I intentionally yeah. mentioned several of the songs before because, yeah, like there's never a moment where there's not either like like a song or just like like jangly guitar playing, like ah, like it was like sensory overload. Like that's you, how that's that's how all these comedies were yeah. back then. The American Pie movies weren't any different. Yeah, like and I yeah I get that late nineties early aughts. Like there's always. Like me, like upbeat, like either pop or like 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 pop punk music playing, and like here's ah. here's here's my theory. My theory is realistically, how much of the music from that chunk of years has really held up? <laughs> None. So my my theory is all the bands there, you know, where their music is is all over the place because these songs were all over the place. Yeah. That that it's like you. You almost get the vibe, and I don't know, I've never been in a band, but do you get the vibe that you know if you've got staying power or not? Do you think a band knows? Like, I mean, do, do you think they know, like, we we know we've got a good songwriter. We know we are music, like the Beatles. I yeah. think the Beatles knew they were going to be around a while. The Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, you know, but it's like you look at, you look at Crazy Town. Do you think Crazy Town <laughs> knew that, like, you know, we really struggled filling our debut album? Um, and only one song got airplay. I think that, so. I think they thought they they had made it big, and they thought they'd have staying power. But you know, but it's like I wonder if, like internally, some of them are like, "Yeah, this isn't going to last long." You know <laughs> that that because of that, like the 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 music rights to their songs of that era were so dirt cheap that you could fill ninety minutes of music because the songs were garbage and. I think even then everybody knew they were garbage. They just we didn't well with the, with the exception of garbage. Garbage was actually yeah. Good. Garbage was great. Coinc- garbage was great. Yeah. <laughs> coincidentally enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think that theory has any weight, but <clears throat> it's a theory that because the music was so bad, the rights were had for cheap, so you could just pump music into these movies. Yeah. Uh, and keep them going. Like, hey, somebody call up Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and see if, <laughs> see if the Mighty Mighty Boston's have anything available. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think Cake will let us use that song? <laughs> Filter. <laughs> Filter. 
Yeah. Just oh, too man. just too much music all oh, the time. Oh, there was. There yeah, was. There was a lot always of playing. All right, Oz, what's your one huh for saving Silverman? Uh my one huh is would I still enjoy this movie if it came out today instead mm. of when I was twenty one? Okay. That's a think, that's I a would, thinking man's huh. Right. And and probably not. Um so it definitely does have, like you said, it's a relic of its time. Mm. It definitely has that it's it's fingers dug into that memory of my you know that time of my life because movies like this do still come out today and I don't watch them you know mm. um, even take this this 2001 fast forward just a handful of years to your epic movie disaster movie not another teen movie mm-hmm. and I had no interest in any of those your scary movie franchise yeah. Of just, you know, just too meta. Um, the superhero movie being another one. I, they were just, they were terrible. But for the people of that generation, uh, they were, it was gold. It was yeah. gold mine. Um, and no. And, and so that's that's my guess. That's my hub. If this movie came out in 2023, um, would... Would like they? It was it was previously unreleased. Like they made it in two thousand one, but they just didn't release it until twenty twenty three. What would I still find this movie enjoyable? I I don't know. I don't know. So what's your interesting? Huh? Uh, my huh. <laughs> I got several here to pick from. I'm gonna go with um, Darren ran thirty miles. From the yeah, club yeah. to the convent, <laughs> yep. and, they, and they even said it out loud. Oh, I know. I, like, yeah, I, I know. That, I I actually found that funny. That it's yeah. like, you just I'm ran thirty, 30 miles. miles. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what else could they have put there? You, right. you just you just biked a hundred miles. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, and and folks, that's the that's the magic of movie editing. Yeah. <laughs> you just show them leave. Leave on foot yeah. and showing up at the convent on foot, and then you could put any amount of distance between it. You just ate a three foot long sandwich. <laughs> I did because you saw me take the last bite. Yeah. Well, like that. Uh, that I mean, I know you said it, but like that that trainee at Subway did. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. when he, he made a party sub, and then it was eaten. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like it's—I <laughs> don't know. I just find it funny <laughs> that they have to like say it out loud. Yeah, like, right. You just it's, ran that's thirty the miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You must really love me. So that—that's saving Silverman, folks, and that puts a wrap. <laughs> smooth transition there, and that puts a wrap on a Wives' Choice Part. Duh. Oh, I'm excited for next month. Oh, I'm yes. ex- to be fair, I'm excited for every month, but I'm really excited for next month. Uh, we've what, had this, what, yeah, we've had this theme in the works for several months. Yes, like it just we didn't we didn't put it into 2022. But to be fair, we probably came up with this idea early 2022, um, and we finally have, have gotten to it. But yeah, we are going to spend. The next five weeks, because mm-hmm. it's a five-week month, we're going to spend the I had to make sure I showed our, our viewing audience yes. how many numbers I met. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's a we're going to spend the next lost, five. You haven't lost a digit along the way. I know, right? <laughs> we're we're going to spend the next five weeks discussing uh, guilty pleasure movies of ours. <laughs> oh, yes. we got some fun ones lined up. Movies that we know the they are not the mainstream viewerships favorite films mm-hmm. but they they have a soft spot in our heart uh, to be fair saving silverman was probably the best transition into yes. guilty pleasure yes. month because it really is a guilty pleasure for both of us uh but we are kicking off guilty pleasure month with my pick uh <laughs> 80s 80s sci-fi horror film chopping mall <laughs> i've never seen chopping mall oh and, you and, are and in I, for a treat I, my I, friend i read the synopsis uh not too long yes. before we started recording today it's like oh how, how have i missed this movie oh you are in for a treat this movie they might as well have called this movie 1980s the movie like <laughs> it is like even the people like because you've got your stereotypical jock or whatever yeah. but it's like you look at him and you're like I bet that man has not worked in a motion picture since <laughs> 1980s. Like, it's impossible because he looks like the 80s. Yes. I, it's, it's uncanny. Um, and so you've got, you've got Barbara Crampton in this movie. Oh, bar- ooh, I like me some Barbara Crampton. Yeah, you've got the kind of Barbara Crampton you probably like, too. Ooh. Well, it's good. I think that goes hand in hand. If you've got Barbara <laughs> Crampton in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got Kelly Maroney. Uh, you've you've got Dick Miller in this. Movie. Oh, of course, of course, he's there because it's an eighties uh, movie. Oh, it's move. Oh, this movie is so good. So it's not, it's not good, but it's so fun. I should say, but I mean, it's. Oh, I love Chopping Mall. I'm not going to talk. I could go on and now without yeah. even watching it again. But love me some Chopping Mall. Um, and so we're going to kick off Guilty Pleasure Month with Chopping Mall. Yeah. Uh, just to be fair, we will give you a heads up. We do have um. Probably we've got two horror films. Mm-hmm. We got two comedies. We've got one comic book movie. Really, my other pick. I think yeah. the safest thing to call it's a comic book movie, even though there is no comic book based on it. But it's no. a comic book. Film. Yeah, basically. Um, is. And uh, we have a guest. We have a guest yes. right in the middle of the month. So mm-hmm. we got a lot of fun stuff in store for March 2023. Guilty pleasure month. It's gonna. Oh, it's gonna be a great month. I'm excited I all across too. the board. Been looking forward to, to this. a great month. Uh, and so, yeah, you can catch us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We mentioned at the top of the show, uh, there is a link to Patreon down below if you'd like to become a patron of the show and, and have access to some bonus episodes, um, which we need to desperately get back yes. on, the, on the wagon <laughs> and get some recording done. Um, but other than that, uh, make sure you do come back next month as we kick off Guilty Pleasure Month with the first, when, honestly, it's, for me, when I, I think I was the one that came up with the theme for Guilty Pleasure Month, it's because I, like, where do I get Chopping Mall in there? You just wanted to watch Mall Chopping in. Mall, and so you built the oh, theme I, around it, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I could watch Chopping Mall whenever I want. I wanted you to watch Chopping Mall and talk about it with me. That's really the basis for, for my movie choices. So, Chopping Mall will be the movie of choice next month, or next week, as we kick off a new month, which is amazing, because we're already in March. Um, so, for Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys next week.